Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally on a Sunday afternoon. Out of the pan is a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Thanks to the crew from Out of the Blue, diving deep for the marine news as they always do, and not sharking the ball, um, so to speak. Anyway, we're getting near football season. I thought I'd try a football pun. Um, most importantly, before we go any further, and very, very seriously, 3CR proudly broadcasting from the lands of the original inhabitants. We pay respects to elders past and present, and on this show in particular, pay respects to our lesbian, um, gay, bi, trans, intersex, and queer elders, including sister girls and brother boys, for their amazing contributions to diversity on and around the land. And, of course, great to see, although it's been there many times before, um, people from the Tiwi Islanders and other First Nations groups in Mardi Gras last night, and although lots of great people doing work in that area, um, just fabulous to see Crystal Johnson in there, um, an absolute pioneer, I think you could say, in terms of um, Australian Indigenous um, um and queer issues, of course. Lots of people have done all sorts of work on all sorts of things in our community, but Crystal's been around for such a long time and it's just um, great to see the increase in um, visibility and understanding of um, the intersections in our community. hope everyone also had a happy Mardi Gras last night. Um, if you were up there or and you're somehow tuning in, um, wake, probably barely awake, um, hope it was a huge time for you. It seemed on Facebook there were lots of happy, shiny faces, shiny, happy people, in the words of that fabulous bi singer, Michael Stipe from REM. Um, so I hope you had a great time. Um, hope you recover quickly enough. I've got the hashtag caffeine here with me, so hope you have some. Um, forgot to get the cake though, even though today's, got to say, um, out of the pan's 12th birthday. It was 12 years ago to this particular Sunday, give or whatever the date was, but I think it might have been March the 5th in 2005 that we first cooked up something and we'll keep cooking it until, um, well, Long beyond, long beyond, long, I want to say this, long, um, um, from long after we get rid of all the negatives, if you like, and we all know what they are birth certificate laws and, um, unwanted surgeries on intersex infants and all the rest and have marriage equality. We'll keep celebrating the positives. We'll keep cooking up good recipes, um, as long as I can do anything about it. So, um, we'll, as I say, we will do that. And to do it today, we've got some hashtag binary busting. Hooray for binary busting. I'll be chatting very, very soon 
with the fabulous Misty Farquhar, a um, bi and non-binary person in Perth. Um, and so it'd be great to catch up with them, um, have a chat about their <clears throat> work on, a, on a, about a PhD, first of all, but we'll see if we've got any info, um, you know, over here, of course, in the utter east, as um, it is in Melbourne, in Australia. Sometimes we don't get the full picture of what happens in Perth on a lot of things. All I've ever heard about in relation to the next weekend's West Australian state election is the influence of One Nation. Sorry, um, nearly choked. But um, anyway, um, let's see if there have been some debates on queer issues. Um, I know West Australian birth certificates, for example, are still surgery-based, but what about safe schools if Labor wins? Well, you know, let's see what's going on. And I know that unfortunately there has been some, like there was in the federal election campaign and has been since here in Victoria, some pretty nasty anti-trans flyers being dropped in letterboxes one of my friends alerted me to them a few weeks ago and um, hope wrote a response um, so um, to the politician or whoever it was, alleged leader, who was um, supporting it. I've um, got to say, I've had a bit of a faith-based week. Um, um, as someone of a nice Jewish girl, I did go and do some tra training this week as part of my role at Jewish Care. And it is really great to see the increased interest from multi-faith and multicultural groups in LGBTI, sort of parallel, if you like, to Indigenous peoples, um, needs to happen more. Um, you know, so um, very well received. Um, you know, lots of people who are well up there. When someone early in the piece uses the word cisgender in a question, you can know, you can think, hmm, okay, these are not people at 101. Um, and I think, we, you know, it's good to say, see as an educator, whilst a lot of um, places are still, you know, what the queer community would call 101, and it's good that they're interested. There's plenty moving up, up on, you know, moving up, So as the song went, um, from many years ago, um, and really at 201. So they are beginning to emerge. Um, so oh, I've got to hit my um, PowerPoint presentations and look for new info. But really, I find often as an educator, once an organisation gets the ideas and momentum to think in their bloodstream and if you're open-minded and you know got a good good culture in the organization it's honestly not that hard had a great example of that and i will give credit where it's due monash uni last year were doing some well 201 training if you like on trans and gender diverse and someone piped up and said well look i was in charge of organizing the certificates for a short course and noticed that they asked for name and gender for the certificates to print them off and asked why and checked the wording. And it was something like, we'll say if the person getting the certificate was Mary Smith, Mary Smith um, has completed this course and she really enjoyed it. Well, can't you just change that to Mary Smith has completed the course and found it enjoyable or something like that? And this person was right onto it. So they're well up there. There's plenty of, there are, are others out there. And I think whilst um, we know it's a life can be a struggle, I think that at times it's good to remember the positive bits as well. And they are out there. And you might say, well, they're isolated or they're more progressive environments. Well, you've got to have some progressive environments to start with to lead the others on. So let's um, just keep building it up. And I've got to say I'm off to um, talk some Jewish issues down at Temple Beth tonight as well in St Kilda, a place where as a little person I went through the ritual that didn't mean much as a bar mitzvah. I didn't come of age of a Jewish boy into a man, did I? Um, anyway, um, that's the way it happens. Um, so, yes, um, things all are happening. Um, what else has been going on during the week? Um, well, 
in the words of um, Faulty Towers, don't mention Eric Abetz. I think I did once, but I got away with it, you know, saying we can't have the rainbow flag flying in government departments because it's a sign of supporting marriage equality. No, it's about the whole queer community and visibility. Thanks, Eric. I, I just honestly wonder how people believe, some of these people believe what they say. I suppose it's, you know, what they were brought up on or something brought up um, again. But um, seriously, um, you know, um, I, their day will come. A good one this week. Um, look for the Texas sportscaster who was highly supportive of trans people. Now, we all you know, have stereotypes that exist about people and places and all that sort of thing, but you've got to give a handout to this guy who just said, when are the old men in Austin going to get this birth certificate thing sorted? And this has come about, um, touched on the wrestling situation last week. Gee, I've got another excuse to mention it. Um, and, um, you know, he was, this was about the person assigned female at birth who has already effectively started test, who has started testosterone, is transitioning, but is still told they have to wrestle females on the basis of birth certificate, which of course, um, is utterly ludicrous. And this sports, sportscaster just, um, rips into the, um, as he called them, the old men down at Austin, the state capital of Texas. Um, and he is probably an older guy himself. So there's, there's, you know, there's good use of privilege. It can be done. Um, but good luck to him. Um, check that one out. Um, it's only a couple of minutes um, pretty much on the internets everywhere. All right. So um, we're going to cross over the Nullarbor. Um, and um, dare I say, um, in those um, the words of the dingoes, well... Um, from the Best of the Dingoes album that was released in the 90s after their first era. We're going to go way out west and talk to Misty Farquhar after we hear from the Dingoes. That was a blatant segue. You're on 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Indigenous people in Australia and the Pacific have borne the brunt of nuclear testing. And this was not done unconsciously. We found documents in the British archives saying that, yes, there is uh, certain hazards, but only to primitive peoples, those that don't wear clothes and don't wash, unlike us British. So the sort of racism inherent in this whole operation was known and understood from the beginning that these were the casualties of a larger imperial policy and that they were able to bear the brunt because there were very small populations and didn't have much political voice. And as we fast forward to today, we see that same thing. 3CR keeping you informed about Australia's nuclear past and present. At such a time, it's important to have a voice like 3CR, steady, constant, sane and committed to a nuclear-free Australia. Bisexual Alliance is a non-profit organisation dedicated to raising awareness and supporting people who are bisexual, people who are multi-gender attracted, their partners and their families. Bisexual Alliance runs several monthly discussion groups in and outside of Melbourne to offer support, a safe space to chat about your experiences and to explore others' experience of multi-gender attraction. These groups are for bisexuals, those who are questioning and their loved ones. For more information, visit bi-alliance.org or email Info at buy-alliance.org. Absolutely. Um, do some binary busting. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand. Prior to the messages, um, we did hear from Way Out West from the Best of the Dingoes, a compilation released in 92. Of course, two albums by the Dingoes since then. Tracks, a studio album, 
and Live at Last um, in about the early 2010s. And I forgot to mention, we opened with Hunters and Collectors from Ghost Nation, and I just picked a Hunters track, Love All Over Again. Gosh knows, um, Peter and Hunters and Collectors might need to find some Love All Over Again. Peter putting out a release in the week saying Hunters and Collectors should change their name because their name isn't respectful to animals. Well... I don't know, there's just something in my gut that says that's a bit silly given how socially progressive hunters and collectors have been um, with tracks like Inside a Fireball, for example, and uh, Mark Hunter singing You Don't Make Me Feel Like I'm a Woman Anymore as we get near International Women's Day. So hopefully they can, and Peter and hunters and collectors can fall in love all over again. Well, um, you've got to love some binary busting wherever it is in the world, wherever it is in Australia. And um, someone who's a fantastic binary buster based in Perth, um, a person of many hats, um, including for those in Perth, look for Bisexual Community Western WA on Facebook. And joining me on the line is the fantastic Misty Farquhar. How are you going, Misty? I'm well, Sally. Hi. Good to have you with us, um, you know, as the telephone line pedals all the way across the country. But, um, you know, there's so much. I'm, I'm sort of having this, where do I start? Um, I could say in my best, this is your life voice, tell me the Misty Farquhar story. But, um, <laughs> you know, just um, you've got so many aspects to what you do, um, bi, non-binary, an academic, um, over in the West doing some organising stuff. Dive in anywhere. Go go for it. It's, um, you're the guest. <laughs> sure. I guess, yeah, I, I guess in WA it is a very small community and so um, those of us who work in the community kind of do a bit of everything. So mm. it's not just me. It's um, There's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff over here. Um, I, I guess to start off with the bisexual community Perth, um, not WA. Um, oh, big yours. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's really at this stage, it's a group that I started on Facebook Um trying to get a little bit more visibility in WA um, for the bisexual community. It's just, it's really hard to find bisexual people who are out um, in Perth. So um, just, just, I mean, I guess we're still, still trying to get the level of, um, the level of exposure that you guys have over in Victoria for the bisexual community. So looking to the Victorian model for a bit of um, guidance there. But um, So that's one of the things I do. I do um, quite a lot of work with various organisations, both in Perth and around the country. So um, I've been doing um, most recently work with Transfolk of WA, um, mm. who used to be trans men of WA, um, and have now opened up to um, have groups for trans women and non-binary people. It's um, a really amazing organisation. So I'm kind of doing a bit of work with them around the non-binary stuff, um, but also looking at developing um, better peer support models, more um, structured peer support models for those groups. Um, also, I mean, a couple of national things. I'm involved in the Equality Project, which will be launching soon, and yeah. um, the Pinnacle Foundation um, trying to get a bit involved with that, um, which is around education for younger queer people. Um, so that's, I mean, I guess that's kind of the main things I'm working on um, for free. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yes, as you said, I'm also doing my PhD um, at the Centre for Human Rights Education at Curtin University. Um, my, um, my research is around the experiences of non-monosexual and non-binary people in Australia, so looking at... Um, Binary busters, both um, you know, in sexuality and gender, um, or both, um, which is quite common. Mm. Um, so I'm looking at their experiences, but also attitudes towards them within the LGBTI community, because um, there is kind of a bit of a lack of acceptance around people outside of the binary, even mm. within the community. Um, 
And I mean, I guess from, from, I mean, I'm still at the very early stages of my research, so still working on my candidacy. So um, really just looking at the literature that's out there already. And I guess the really striking thing for me is that there is very little literature out there um, globally, but particularly within Australia, there's not a lot of work um, that's been done. Although, there, you know, there's some prominent people like Maria who's, who've done, in Victoria, who've done a lot mm. of work around bisexuality, I guess... There's not a lot of stuff around non-binary gender and there's certainly nothing that looks at the um, intersection between the two. Um, but what I, what I have found kind of suggests what you'd expect. This is a group that is more marginalised um, mm. and, you know, experiences a lot, a lot of issues around accessing health services, including mental health services, um, a lot of social isolation, risk-taking behaviour, um, and not a lot of cohesive um, sense of community, which kind of contributes to that isolation. Um, but I guess um, on the positive side, yeah. that there there is um, there is evidence that suggests this is actually a larger community than the other queer communities combined. So mm-hmm. we're looking at non-binary individuals. There's more of them than there are gays, lesbians, and binary trans people combined. Possibly. Wow. Um, and so it's a large group, so forming community should be something that could occur. Um, but also, uh, I guess on an individual basis for these people, um, the research is kind of saying that they have this real sense of freedom and authenticity that doesn't necessarily exist for people who are trying to fit themselves into a binary mm. um, space. So um, it's really, really interesting, and I'm looking forward to getting stuck into it. So my research is looking at experiences of people around Australia, so I'll be traipsing around the country, kind of talking to people um, about their experiences uh, over the next couple of years. Wow, there's a lot in there to start with. I mean, gosh, so many things. I mean, I suppose, you you know, you probably heard the wow when um, when you said that there's probably more, now let me get this right again, more non-binary gender identity people than gay, lesbian and binary trans combined. Did I get that right? It's non-binary gender and sexuality. So if you combine ah, um, yeah. everyone under the umbrella of bisexuality and everyone under the umbrella of non-binary gender, there, there's more. Um, and certainly, I mean, a lot of the research is looking at people um, who are younger, so under the age of 30, 25. Um, but I, I, I hazard a guess that there's something more to do, well, less to do with it's a new hip thing and more to do with there being a lot more language that people mm. can, can use and a lot more exposure around these non-binary identities. Oh, look, I, I, I would agree with that. I think, you know, that the, you know, the connectedness because of this marvellous thing called internet and including that, of course, social media, yeah. I, you know, it's not researched evidence, but my anecdotal experiences, I don't think I knew anyone who really identified as non-binary maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. And I remember when From Blues to Rainbows came out about three years ago and it was a third, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, if you've got a spectrum, you know, that's going to be roughly reasonable. But then, you know, the alt, the survey for Curtin by the Fab Curtin University over in Western Australia of 18 pluses came out and it was 25%. And it was a bit, wow. But then you realise, yeah, people don't want to be locked in a box, which is because that's, yeah, that's it. we're not. And, and um, like I was recently, <clears throat> I was recently in the UK and um, met this lovely lesbian couple, 
<coughs> excuse me, um, who after having a bit of conversation around my research kind of said, well, if we were born in a different era, we would probably, you know, one of us would be bisexual and the other would be non-binary in gender. It's just that, I mean, I guess at the time, lesbian was the identity that was available mm. to them and most yeah. useful politically. So um, I guess in my research, the reason why I keep saying non-monosexual and non-binary is that I'm trying to move away from identity labels um, and, and think more about, you know, who are these people? In, you know, in a world with no labels, would they be technically non-binary in sexuality or gender? Yeah, I think it's... I, th I, I would agree with that. I mean, we hear... You know, and one, of course, everyone has the right to whatever label, if any, they want in any part of their life. But I think you sometimes hear someone who will say, I'm a lesbian, but I occasionally have sex with a male or another gender. And you think, well, technically, if we're going to yeah. try and shove people into boxes, well, we're not. But of course, labels need to be, as Janet Hardy says, and I love it, they need to be um, descriptive, not prescriptive, <laughs> and that yeah. sort of thing. So yeah. it's, a, you know, it, it is a an emerging world. And you're also right, you mentioned research. Yeah, Maria Peotti Coroli has done some amazing work and written fiction. And also another researcher over here, Janet Watson, has done some work. But, um, you know, there's, you're right, there's not a lot even on, bis on bisexuality alone, even if, if, if we want to call bi binary um, in that sense, if we only think of attraction to males and females. Um, although, of course, um, that's a, the good news is some um, there's a few weeks to go for Julia Taylor's work down in Tasmania, which is looking huge. Yes, but, yeah. But, um, you know, it is, it is an issue that, and you, then you, you touch on the other one that sometimes within the rainbow, if you like, that, you know, there's still, you know, issues for, bi, you know, we'll say multi-gender attracted and um, other than binary identity people. And yeah. that's a challenge as well. And I suppose it leads to a question, how, how have people managed you know, to overcome that apart from just you know, forming, finding connection and forming our own communities? In, in Western Australia or more broadly? Both. Oh, um, okay. Take your pick. Uh, no, you don't have to choose. Ba -ha -ha -ha. <laughs> All of it. Okay. Well, I mean, interestingly, um, particularly for um, people who are non-monosexual, um, I read some research that they... they often don't look for community or don't feel a sense of community in the same way as, say, gay men and lesbians might. So mm -hmm. um, that's something that, you know, I really want to drill into a lot more and does reflect what I'm seeing here in Perth, that, you know, that people um, don't strongly identify with a label of bisexuality or pansexuality. You know, they might be in what looks like a straight marriage and, you know, there's this idea of being on the down low, um, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of complexity, I think, to the bisexual community. I I do think that um, when we're talking about non-binary gender, there is a bit more of a sense of community around that. Um, so there's a support group that um, has just started in WA through Transfolk. That you know, there's a lot of interest in being involved in meeting up in person. Um, there's a lot of interaction on the Facebook group. Um, there seems to be a lot more community around that, but. You know, again, within the the broader queer community, there's not that same level of acceptance. Mm. Um, so it just it just adds, I guess, to the the difficulty around being out. Um, and and that's where the community is so important. And yet, you know, it's there's evidence that says some of these groups aren't interested in seeking that. So that'll be an interesting thing to explore a bit more. Yeah, look forward to that. And also, I've got to mention. Um 
transfolkofwa.org is the site which, um, and on the front page, it mentions trans men, trans women and non-binary of WA, which is awesome. Um, I'll also give a plug here to Gender Queer Australia, who um, Lisa and Jem and co have been supporting um, non-binary people, although the group, of course, is welcome to anyone on, on the, the gender rainbow, so to speak, um, for some time. So, that, yeah, as you say, the groups are there, but it's almost like they're a sort of different form of community, so definitely so. Um, gosh, so researching. Now, there is something else happening in Western Australia, and as happens, sometimes the news doesn't transmit itself, even in this day and age of high-tech across the continent, that well in terms of the WA election. Um, all I've been hearing about um, blurp is Pauline Hanson and One Nation and what part they might play, really. Um, but I suppose whilst I'm not asking you to be... Um, the Laurie Oaks of um, Perth's queer community or anything. Um, what sort of thing, has there been any discussion of rainbow issues at all in relation to the election? Yeah, look, un- unfortunately, I guess the, the thing that we're seeing mostly um, in, the, in the queer press is that um, the One Nation thing, um, that, you know, the Liberal government here is preferencing One mm. Nation um, and they are, you know, they're quite well known as being very anti queer yeah um but there's been a lot of stories around particular candidates in wa um yep. you know espousing anti-lgbti rhetoric um there's one woman who um spoke about a mind control program that that we use <laughs> um, i can't remember her name michelle something um so so there's that stuff happening um and there's also kind of i guess i think this is happening nationally sort of more interest in the One Nation Party, um, mm. which is a little scary, but um, I think the polls are showing um, that Labor is sort of likely to be... Um, that a Labor government is likely to be the outcome here. I think, um, you know, generally the parties are fairly aligned um, with what's happening federally uh-huh. here. Um, but we do, in WA, we have a Liberal state government currently and we have for quite some time. So we have Liberal state and federal government, which means, I think, that we're probably a bit more conservative than most other states, um, particularly at the moment. Um, yeah, so, so I guess that's kind of the general state of play. In, in terms of specific issues, like specific state issues, recently our queer press out in Perth had um, a forum where um, people from all parties were able to talk about you know, yep. issues that were impacting queer people. But I wasn't able to attend and I haven't, um, I haven't heard what the outcome of that was. But certainly I know that around um, convictions, uh, past convictions for gay men, all parties were supportive of expunging those convictions. Good. But um, the Liberal Party will not make an apology, whereas the Labor, Labor and Greens are supportive of making an apology to, to those guys. Mm. Uh, safe schools has been discussed, um, and obviously federal funding is ending. I think it's this year. Yep. Um, the Liberals are supportive of that funding ending, whereas um, La- Labor and Greens are supportive of um, state funding for the program, which is great because... The program has never had state funding before. Uh-huh. Um, so that's actually quite positive should Labor um, take take the seat. Um, and birth certificates you mentioned as well. Yeah. Um, that's, that's kind of... It's interesting, that one, because it's kind of a non-conversation here 
in, in WA. I know that yeah, there's lots of work being done in Victoria and South Australia around that, but it really hasn't even been on the radar here. So at the moment, my understanding of the way it works is that um, you can only have your birth certificate changed with surgery. Correct. Uh, and, you know, that's not awesome for lots of reasons. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like I say, it's not really been part of the discourse, but I'm doing some work, again, with Transfolk of WA um, and Law Access, who do uh, pro bono legal support or organised pro bono legal support, looking at there's a particular individual who's non-binary who's looking at changing their birth certificate um, to something like unspecified. So, you know, that'll be a test case and then there'll be work around the broader reform that needs to occur um, with the support of um, Human Rights Law Centre who've done a lot of work with Victoria and yep. South Australia. So kind of taking learnings from other states and trying to apply it here but also being mindful that it is a lot more conservative here. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. No, look, totally. Um, Human Rights Law Centre um, heavily involved in rainbow communities. And, um, you know, look, um, if at any point um, you would like people from outside of Western Australia, as I always say, to do something and or not do something, yeah. um, if we can just offer any info or background. Um, the pe the good peeps in Canberra, of course, got some good reforms in the ACT 2014-ish, I think, was when they came in. So they're in there. Um, <clears throat> anything we can do um, or not do, let us know for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it looks like, you know, lower house you will have um, a Labor government, but, of course, upper houses um, can be fun and games, um, and we don't know what's going to happen there yet, but um, um, yeah. have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, Labor, of course, you're totally right, generally. <laughs> of course, more supportive than the Coalition on Rainbow Stuff. Yeah. All right, look, I'd better leave it there. Um, but you've a great overview. Look, keep us in touch on the PhD. And, um, again, Transfolk of WA and say hi one of these days. I've got to catch up with Nick. Um, <laughs> um, so, um, Transfolkofwa.org is a, um, the website. Everyone to have a look at that. And so you've got the whole... Um, gender spectrum covered, which is fantastic, yep. and of course, um, yeah, we um, we had a um, we um, had a had a fun time in Bangkok um, with those liters of beer. No, we don't talk about that on air. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, some great um, work going on. Keep it up. Um, if you've got anything to um, you want us to mention on the show, stay in touch. And I should add, when is um, West Australia's Pride uh, Perth Pride March? Usually, I forgot to mention ask about that. Um, our Pride March is in November, so oh. um, we kind of do it at the other end of the year. Fair enough. All right. Yeah. Well, um, we'll um, keep that in mind if we can give it a mention. And um, But also anything that's going on that you think is of interest, keep us in touch and, um, yeah, keep up your good work. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Sally. Thanks for your time, Misty, particularly given that, of course, it's only between 9 and 10 over Very in early the West. The Hit that caffeine. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll fax you one or um, um, scan you one or something. All right, catch you. Misty Farquhar on 3CR coming in from Perth. Um, fantastic work going on there. They're just such an awesome person. As I said, we um, got to know each other a bit last year and when Misty came over. And, yeah, certainly when that research happens, um, wherever you are around Australia, we'll make sure that um, we let people know because, um, yeah, certainly there'll be lots of bi and non-binary and or non-binary people wanting to be a part of it. All right, um, let's um, roll on with some more music. Um, 
I'll keep it in the West, I think, um, just for a track. Um, and, um, well, Stars, a great Australian band from the 70s. And, well, West is the way. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Paul Miller, a.k.a. DJ Spooky, straight out of New York City. I'm checking in with Australia on 855 on your AM dial. And remember, community radio is subscription-sponsored, and I think it's incredibly important to always remember that it's a different perspective. Check it. Community radio now and beyond. Hi, I'm Rod Quantock, and you're listening to... Fill in the dots, you know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, fill in the... 3CR Community Radio, you got it right, you've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 8.55am, we're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by by Neil Mitchell. 3CR, 855am digital, 3cr.org.au and on demand, out of the pan with Sally and, well, always good to have the inimitable Rod Quantock's voice um, on uh, on the airwaves. Um, so, yeah, prior to the messages, we heard from Stars from the 1970s album Paradise and West is the Way. We went out west to talk to Missy, a source of information. Um, obviously, a researcher um, might, might not be a political journalist but covered all the the bases um on um what needed to happen um um over in the west so yeah but um obviously disconcerting there hasn't been a lot of coverage of trans birth certificates so i need to talk about that um things coming up in the week well um i am by perfect timing um I just, um, to remind me, because I nearly forgot, how could I forget it? Um, International Women's Day is this, um, Wednesday the 8th, um, as on the 8th every year, of course. And, um, there's so much happening. There's a march on the Wednesday evening. Um, there's, um, also, um, Latoya Rule will be talking at the International Women's Day march, um, which is awesome. And, um, a young um, Wiradjuri and Maori woman who established the South Australian chapter of Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance on Karuna Land. Um, so um, that's pretty awesome. There'll be a meeting on the Thursday, and I've got some um, a hint. Watch um, for the um, on the Monday if whenever you're listening to this. If if you've um, let's say listen after about um, Monday afternoon or so, you'll know there's some good news in relation to International Women's Day and the trans community here in Melbourne, which is pretty flapping awesome. Um, so lots happening. There's mounts of events. Um, if you wanted to go to the event where Clementine Ford is speaking at Northcote Town Hall, the Molly Hadfield oration, um, as the late Gorilla Monsoon would have said, the SRO signs are out. Um, 
But in relation to out of the pan, there's, as they say, good news and bad news. The bad news first. There will be no repeat of this program on 5am on uh, Wednesday because we've got a full day of International Women's Day broadcast, special International Women's Day broadcast with regular programming taking a breather. But the good news is you get a new special International Women's Day edition of Out of the Pan at this stage scheduled for 3pm. Um, and I've done a, put a, together a little special on awesome trans women. We can't get enough trans awesomeness, whether it's trans women or trans men or non-binary. So um, have a tune in to that. And it will be podcast in due course, a bonus podcast um, for the week. So you get an extra show. Um, there you go. So there, see, it's, it's our birthday, but we're giving the presents. Um, when I say ours, three um, out of the pan's birthday. Other things that come up during the week, well, the regular events, the Trans Anxiety Discussion and Support Group is on in Carlton um, um, at 7 o'clock this Wednesday. Um, be there or, um, you know, be, be a rhombus or something. Um, Seahorse on the second Saturday of um, the month um, for trans and gender diverse people. And that's sort of some of the um, ongoing events of the month. So lots are happening. Um, and yeah, lots, seems to be lots going on for International Women's Day. Um, I know the city of Yarra has some events as well. Um, Darabin as well. Um, in those immortal words, check local guides. I think there's just mountains going on. All right, um, let's have a little bit of um, tropicality. We went to the west. It's a bit humid here in Melbourne. Um, well, we could pretend we're in Queensland as we listen to um, Crowded House and um, if um, and hopefully have a pop. 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au and On Demand. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues. Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. And that was Crowded House from the Together Again album, um, which was their fourth studio album. And The Pineapple Head. Um, yes, don't, don't get the rough end of the pineapple in life. A million lines in there. Um, yeah, so once again, thanks to Misty Farquhar for being on the show. And yeah, check out Transfolk of Western Australia. Um, and I think that some people might ask, you know, why do you have separate groups for trans men, trans women, non-binary. I think as Misty, you know, sort of, well, pretty, I think, very clearly implied, there are slightly different issues for each group. Yes, some are the same. Um, and, um, you know, so, um, you know, obviously if we don't can't get the right, the birth certificate that matches, uh, matches our sense of gender identity, um, then that affects all of us. Um, if we can't get the health care we need in differing ways, sure, but it affects all of us. But some issues, of course, are specific. You know, um, trans men may want um, some assistance with binders. Trans women may want assistance um, before if they don't um, take hormones to... Inter and even if they do and their hormones don't result in a... Um, you know, result of breast growth. There's specific issues for trans women, and as uh, Misty said, so much of society is binary. It can be hard to find spaces for non-binary. The anecdotal evidence is that um, you know, um, not, um, which we've got to get more research on. Says me, who just spoke to a researcher, um, is we need to get more research on issues um, of employment for non-binary people. Seems like it's even higher than for binary trans as well. So, yeah, need spaces, um, just as so long as we talk nicely to each other across the board. 
Um, let's keep doing that as we move into Out of the Pants 13th year as of next week. We'll do it. But in the meantime, I'd better get out of here and make way for the gang from Freedom of Species talking all things Animale. I'll have to catch them on the way in and talk about the Peters and Hunter, Peter and Hunters and Collectors situation. Take it out today with Stephen Cummings. Um, there's always lots of prayers you can put into the universe. And from the album Love Town um, in the late 80s, um, here's Stephen's track. Um, some prayers are answered. Um, whatever your positive prayers are, let's hope they're answered. Have a great week, everyone. I'm Sally Goldner. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. Catch you next week. <laughs>